But we, we need to understand that we have purpose and people around us need us. And a lot of times when we're going through our bad day, we start thinking nobody needs us. Nobody cares about us. Nobody cares what we're going through. And we have a tendency to cut off the people that love us the most. And we have a tendency to get isolated and, and to back up and, and to back off the relationships that mean the most to us. Have you been there? Amen. We have a tendency to, but Jesus did not do that. He, he, didn't, he didn't get inside-minded, if I may. He, he got outside of himself, and he saw the importance of him giving direction and giving purpose to others around him. Amen. And I don't know about you, but when I'm hurting, I like everybody to know about it. I like to talk to people about what that person did and how that person treated me or what I'm going through or that product that I bought, that TV set broke down in two months. I like to tell people what I'm going through. Why? Why do we do that? We like to tell people our pain. Don't we? Don't we love to tell people? I remember I was, I was not feeling too well, fighting some cold symptoms. And, I'm at, and I gave this illustration before. I was at Sam's Wholesale Club. And I was going to get some orange juice. And the lady says, how are you doing? I said, oh, man, I'm fighting it. That's why I'm here to get orange juice. That's why I'm here. And she said, but you look good. I said, I do? <laughs> you don't look sick. I oh, well, you know, I carried it well. I carried it well, but I'm feeling like nine miles of bad road. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever feel like nine miles of bad road? a lot of potholes in it. <laughs> but, you know, you, we like to tell people what, what, what we're going through, what that person did to us. We're not like Jesus focusing on others, but we need to become more like Jesus. Look at your neighbor as they become more like Jesus. <laughs> Amen. I wrote this down in my notes. Misery loves company. If you're, if, 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 if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. If dad's not happy, nobody's happy. If you're miserable, everybody's going to be miserable in the household. They're going to know that you got a problem. They're going to know that you want to pick a fight. They're going to, they know that you got a chip on your shoulder. And you're daring them to knock it off. Amen. Amen? Have you ever been there? Have you ever been just wanting to look for a fight? Ready for somebody to come at you? Come on! Come on! You ready to become an MM fighter? MMA fighter, I guess? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You're ready! Amen. But see, those are the times that we, what we tend to do is we tend to treat our families the worst. When we're going through the bad times, strangers, we're okay because we don't know if they're going to punch us out. <laughs> Amen. We don't want to act wrong to a stranger. Man. So we got to be very careful. So I wrote down some things. What causes us to have a bad day? What causes us to be in turmoil or pain? Number one, losing something important to us. 
causes us to have pain, like a relationship. Losing a relationship, maybe through physical death. You know, they, a, a person that you love passed away and, that, and you won't have that relationship any longer. Or, or a death of a relationship through a misunderstanding or somebody moves away. Amen. As a pastor, I've got to be very careful that I don't take it personal when people leave the church. I have a tendency to take things, and, and, you know, as a pastor, because I love people, and I want to, man, was I doing everything right? Why did they leave? And, you know, but you know what? People have their own issues. <laughs> people got their own lives. I can't even walk this faith for you. I can't pray for you. I can't, I can't make you come to church. Why, why isn't this person here? I used to have people that would come to church, and if they came to church, I had a good day. They didn't show up, I had a bad day. They are not here today. Are you here? I used to look for just certain people. And if they weren't in the crowd, I was like, oh, man, they're not here. I'm not having a good day today. Amen. And sometimes we look for people in our lives to fulfill a need when we need to be looking to Jesus. We need to look to Jesus to fulfill our needs. People will never fill you. No matter how many pats on the back you get from people. No matter how good they tell you you look when you're sick. It, it never works. Let, let God come into your equation. Put your trust and confidence in God. Amen. Another thing that, 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 that causes us to go through a bad day is going through a disappointment. Of something that did not work out like we thought it would. Anybody can relate to that. In other words, uh, I broke it down to this, having unmet expectations. Have you ever had an unmet, you thought something was going to be, woo, greater than what it was? You were invited to church and the message stunk, you know? You should have went to the movies, right? You, you, you anticipated something good and it fell short of your anticipation. The other night I went to the movies with a friend and we saw... Kong. And my friend was so excited about watching Kong because he saw the other Kong movie and it was good. I, I, I don't remember the other Kong movie, so I didn't have an expectation, but they, man, it looked good. And he said, this is going to be good. But by the time I walked out, his, 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 his face was down like this wasn't as good as the first one. The first one was much better. I, and I had no, nothing to gauge it by. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it had good special effects. Oh, no, it wasn't like the first one. Have you been there? I had no expectations of it. You know, I thought it was going to be good, but I didn't over, over expect something to be really super good. I mean, how good can a movie be anyway? Amen. Never going to be as good as a Sunday morning worship service where you're meeting with God. Where God is touching you, where you got a great pastor preaching to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So unmet expectations. I we my wife and I joined a, a health club this week, and I'm telling you, it's wonderful. And they have all these programs, and of course, you know, I work out. I know how to work out. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, even this jacket's getting a little too small just because it's bulk. My dad likes to say, relax, muscle. 
Amen. And so, and so we joined the, the, the health club, and I was so excited about this because they got programs, and they got computers, and they, got, and they can tell you how to work out and how to slim down. And I was so excited about this, and, and they had this, it's called a fit program that you can get into, and you can win T-shirts, and I love winning stuff. And the, the first T-shirt you can win is a green one, right? And it has the name of the health club on it. And green's my favorite color. I'm already picking out my T-shirt. And I'm excited about it. So Friday I go in thinking that I was going to have a consultation and just talk about my fitness goals and show them, you know, the magazine of Mr. Universe and how I want to look. And, but when I got there in my street clothes, he said, we've got to do a physical test on you. You're in your street clothes. You, and, and I said, they never told me that. They just said, come on in. They didn't say I had to go through a fit test. I said, can we redo, schedule this? Said, Tomorrow I'll be ready. I'll be ready for the fit test. I was a little, not disappointed, but kind of because I wanted to do this thing. I wanted to get set up. I wanted to win the T-shirt. <laughs> and then my wife, I told my wife, she was coming in. At, I came in at three. She was coming in at four to do her fit test. And, and I, said, I said, don't wear your street clothes. They didn't tell you that. I said, be ready for a fit test. She went through it. She got her program. She's on her way to her T-shirt. And the next day I went in. And as, as, I, as they start typing, I'm ready. They said, we can't find you, Mr. Lambert. You're not in our system. I said, what are you talking about? Said, You're not in our system. I said, yo, I gotta be. My wife and I signed up at the same time. And she made it through. I was getting upset. I mean, I was like, and I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor trying to walk in love, spread the love. And I'm getting like, what? And I'm there. I'm on, this is the second try. You know, if it wasn't, you know, like the second, you know, the first time you could have a little grace. The second time, off with their heads. You know, like, we can't find you. And the guy would just seem disinterested. He didn't really say, okay, what are you looking to do, you know? And, you know, what are you doing, you know? And. Looking around, you know, and I can't find your computer. I don't know, you know. And I'm thinking, this guy's not even excited about my health goals. <laughs> my expectations weren't being met. And so finally, he said, we can still go through this. We're just going to have to fill it out and somehow try to find you somehow and get it in. I said, I hope so. I went through the whole, you know, all the tests. And he said, you did good. And I said, thank you. You know, hopefully he won't lose the paperwork. <laughs> so I go back home. I said, I said to my wife, yeah, you wouldn't believe the knucklehead that worked with me today. You wouldn't believe it. They didn't have me in the system. She said, well, you know, they sent me an email, said I was set up. You're probably not even set up. I said, you should be working over there. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It just happened yesterday. I'm not talking about three, four years ago when I was just a young pastor. I'm talking about yesterday, man. Man, that fit test, I, I did a great one because I was so angry. I was pushing all the weight. Ah! <laughs> Have you been there? Have you been there? I would, I would, and the guy was a, was a bigger guy, you know, and. But I could have brought him down to size. Amen. So when things, when, you, when your expectations aren't met, it can give you a bad day. 
Allowing circumstances of life to weigh us down gives us a bad day. You're not meant to carry uh, these weights of, of these worries that, that can pile up. You're not meant to carry these, and people carry them. Some people are a walking problem. Amen. You know the ones that are always tell you they got problems. There's the ones you're running from when you see them. Because all they do is talk problems. Are you here? I call them the vampires. They want to suck off your life. Because nothing's ever right. Nothing's ever working. Are you here? what I'm saying? Now, if you're sitting by your spouse, that's the problem. No, don't go there. Number four, prayers that seem to be unanswered. Ooh, man, that could be a bad like, life. You're praying and believing God, and you're not seeing any. It's, it doesn't seem like anything's happening. I was praying for that man. Lord, give this man some wisdom yesterday. Help him, Lord. And it seems like your prayers aren't being answered. It, there's a process. How's your attitude in the waiting room? How's your attitude in the process? Until the prayer is answered. How is your attitude? A lot of times we don't realize that God is working. And it doesn't seem like he's working. But he's working. Amen. 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 Naomi, that her, her husband that died in the Old Testament. And then she had two sons and they died. And she had two daughters-in-laws. And, one of, and, and she was like, she changed her name from Naomi to Mara, which means God has dealt bitterly with me. We got to make sure that we don't, we're not walking in that, my name has changed to Mara, bitterness. And so, but she couldn't see that God had a blessing, who is Ruth, that would stick, that stuck with her, that wouldn't let go of her, that would take care of her. She couldn't even see the blessing. And a lot of times when we're in our problems of our lives, when we're dealing with issues and problems, we can't see the little blessings of God that's, that he's trying to do things in our lives. Are you hear what I'm saying? We don't see it. And, and Naomi that changed her name to Mara could not see the blessing of Ruth. But eventually Ruth married Boaz. A wealthy person. And was able to take Naomi in and she was set for the rest of her life. Just because bad things happening doesn't mean that God's not working on your behalf. That he's not working out a plan to get you through the situation that you're dealing with. So, so you, know, I, you know, just because it's a delay doesn't mean it's a denial. Just because we haven't seen it yet doesn't mean it's not going to come to pass. The fifth problem that, that happens is, or that, that, that causes us to have problems is unexpected tragedy. Something that, that happens and we're not aware of it. And it just hits us, broadsides us. But I'm going to say this, that even though unexpected tragedy, you know, I, like one day I got in a car accident. It wasn't planned. I wasn't trying to, you know, get in a car accident. The guy just pulled out right in front of me. It was nothing I could do. I'm a good driver. I think. But anyway, but it was nothing I could do. And so what, sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. 
You just got to roll. That guy didn't intentionally try to gum in front of me. It wasn't intentional. A lot of times we take things as being intentional on other people's parts. And we can't do that. Amen? Jeremiah 29, 11. We got to hold on to some scriptures when we're going through the bad time. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and hope. Know this, that God only intends good for you. And a lot of times we're going through our problems and our issues. We think sometimes God is putting it on us. He's the one that's, that's, that's causing us to have problems so he can test our faith. No, Jesus said it's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's the devil that came against Jesus in the wilderness to see if he could take Jesus' faith away. It's the devil that's trying to strip you of your faith. It's the devil that's trying to give you problems. Amen? It's the devil. We have, we have to look at Romans 8.28 that says this, as we're going through our bad days, it says this, and we know with great confidence, this amplified, that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and his purposes. In other words, as we, tr we got to just trust God in the process. We got to trust God that God's working it out. I was one time I was dealing with some things as a pastor and some things weren't really were, were they weren't right in, in, in the congregation. Some issues were arising with some people. And I kept saying, Lord, what's, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And the, Lord, and, and the Lord kept reassuring me that, that he was working it out. He kept reassuring I'm working it out. I, and you, you, we have a tendency to try to work it out ourselves. We have a tendency to try to work out our own problems. We have a tendency to try to make it work ourselves. And then we end up falling flat on our face. But sometimes, we, I'd say all the time, we just need to give it to the Lord. We need to cast our cares on the Lord. Amen? I'm telling you, that's what we need to do. We need to cast our cares. Four things that we need to ask ourselves when, we go through the, uh, when we're going through the issue. We need to identify the problem. We need to have a proper perspective of the problem. Is it really that bad? Is the issue you're going through really that terrible? And we got we to gotta figure out, you know, where the problem's coming from. Ephesians 6.12 says this, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. I'm not saying there's a devil behind every rock, but I am saying that the enemy is working against our faith. And the enemy can do some things, but thank God we have Jesus, we have the name of Jesus, we can use the name of Jesus against the enemy. Amen. I remember it was Friday night. I was going to the movies and my mom called me. And she said, there's a hurricane warning, tornado, ripping through the town. Go jump in the tub. And I said, Mom, I'm walking by faith. I, I got a movie date. I'm going to the movies and I'm going to walk by faith. And she said, hopefully not foolishness and presumption. No. So I got in my car, but I did take the big car. I didn't take the small car. <laughs> I made sure I took the big car. I did take some advice. And, I, and I, just, I just commanded that storm to be still in Jesus' name. And we, I ended up avoiding all the, all the ruckus. I did hit some puddles. 
But, but really, it wasn't that bad. And we got made it, to the, made it to MacArthur Mall. We were inside the mall. We were safe, snug as a bug in a rug. Amen. Amen. And so I said, I, I called my wife. I said, we're, we're safe. And she, she said, oh, really? You know, <laughs> is the insurance policy paid up? You hear what I'm saying here today? She was like, oh, yeah, okay. I said, call my mom. Oh, she'll be fine. I had my friend call, text my mom, let her know, we're fine. We're okay. Prayers of a mother, amen? We need, number two, we need to avoid the pitfalls of the pity party. We can't, we can't be living in pity. It's a party that nobody wants to go to. The pity party. You know, it's my party and I cry if I want to. I cry if I, you'd be crying too if it was happening to you. It's a pity party. You want other people to be in that pity, but pity parties get old. Yes, they do. Nobody wants to be in that pity party for long. Amen. Nobody wants to show up at that party. You know, the party of that person did me wrong. Uh, that shows up or, 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 or I can't believe that happened to me. Or I, we, we live in an imperfect world. Get used to it. We got devils out here, crazy people out here. It's not like heaven. Amen. This is not your home. Get used to a crazy life. So I was like, we want it perfect. Yes, because it's ingrained in us. Because this isn't our home. Amen. When we get to heaven, it's going to be perfect. But we're here, it's going to have problems. Because you still got the devil running around. Amen. The boogeyman. Jesus. Trying to kill us. So number two, you know, with this, avoid the pitfalls of... of, of a, a pity party. First Peter 5 says, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Cares can be dangerous to our spiritual life. Cares can hurt us. In the parable of the sower, cares, Jesus said, chokes out the word of God. We can't, we can't afford to carry cares. It, cares is like a bone constrictor. You like that? It's like a bone constrictor. It will squeeze out the word of God out of us. And we were not meant to carry cares. We got we to do what, the, what it says in 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all our care upon him. For he careth for us. You weren't meant to carry the cares. Listen, you can get a glass of water. The water can represent cares. You can hold that glass of water up. And you can probably hold it for about 5 or 10 minutes. But go an hour. Go about two hours. Go about three hours. And your arms will be feeling like it's ready to be broken off. Try it sometime. You cannot hold that glass of water continually. And we cannot hold cares continually without it affecting us. Without it being a heavy burden upon us. we got to cast our cares on him. Are you hearing me today? I'll tell you, we, 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 have, we can't pamper or coddle our cares. Amen. Praise God. These are things that we need to learn to do. We need to live life connected with others when we're going through our problems. Like I said earlier, we want to isolate ourselves. That's why we have church. We come together. And, and sometimes we come together and we're going through something and somebody else is going through something. And they tell you what they're going through and you figure out that you, what you're going through is nothing compared to what they're going through. And you're like, whoa, I'm glad I'm not in your shoes. 
And we come together and we see other people and we're here together. And again, the key that the enemy wants to do is he wants to keep us isolated from other people. We must stay connected to the family of faith. We must stay connected. I, I don't understand when people go through problems, they stay away from church. I don't understand that thinking because really that's where you need to come. You need to come to church. You need to come to a faith family. You need to come here to get built up and strengthened. So, so when you get back out there, you know you can continue to move forward. We need each other. Don't let the enemy isolate you from the family of faith. It says in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some. Back Even back then, some people that were going through issues would not meet together in church. And he said, some are doing that today. Don't let the enemy get you. Oh, I, I'm going through a problem. I, too much problem to go to church. That's why you come to church. Amen. We're a hospital. I'm doing spiritual surgery today. And hopefully I'm opening you up and pulling out some, some, you know, hurt and some pain. And hopefully you're learning to cast your cares on the Lord. Amen. We need each other. We need each other. We can't have a me attitude. We can't be so focused on ourselves. We, we need to come together and support one another and strengthen one another. And the final key is that you just need to keep your eyes on Jesus. You need to keep your eyes on Jesus. It goes back to keeping your eyes. Jesus kept his eyes on, on the promise. He kept his eyes on the fact that for the joy that was set before him, he knew that we would be here in the plan of God, that we would be a part of the family. God loves family. And, he, and that's why he created church, is for us to have a faith family. And so I'm going to encourage you. you know, maybe you've been attending here for a while and you haven't joined. Join! We have a class today, and we got, we got, uh, we, we, we're going to be conducting a class today. Join if you've been coming here more than a month. I, I, want, I want you to take some time. You may be first-time visitor. Take a couple weeks, you know. You know, hang out a little bit. You know, maybe I'll get you mad next week. You won't come back. I don't know, but... Make sure that this is the church for you. Amen? And so, and so we, and then, then we will plug you in and you will have purpose. And once you get purpose in your life, you forget about your problems. Once you get purpose in your life, you're like, what problems? I got too much, too busy. I got, I'm too busy for problems. Some of us need to just get busy. Some of us have us, too much of us on our mind. We need to just get busy in purpose. Just like what Jesus said to, to John, his, his beloved disciple, and to Mary, his mother. You know, he said, Mom, take care of John. John, take care of Mom. And once we get this idea in our forethought, oh, I got it. I have purpose. I need to be giving people purpose. I need to be, be in, in, in a family uh, loving one another, helping one another. We'll forget about our problems. And then all of a sudden, our problems will start to be taken care of. All of a sudden, things will start to work. All of a sudden, we realize we don't got problems at all. And we will realize that God is with us. No matter what is coming against us, it doesn't matter. God is with us. And if he be with us, then it doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter if the whole world is against you. If God's with you, you and God are a majority. And you, God, and us as a group are a powerful a majority against the forces of evil that's trying to come against us. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.